0: Welcome to this sixth edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Seleme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Seleme Foundation and the foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic of title Leadership and Power. One of the clients I've been privileged enough to work with is an industry board which represents the whole South African alcohol industry in matters of alcohol responsibility and education. Among some of the campaigns and initiatives I've been part of while working with them is two festive season campaigns aimed at encouraging people not to drink and drive during the festive season where you know there are many road accidents and fatalities but these road accidents and fatalities are not unique to the festive season. Every other week on the news you'll hear a story about a horrific accident where People have tragically passed away or have sustained injuries. More often than not, such accidents are caused by drivers driving under the influence of alcohol. As leaders, we form and decide the direction of the teams, communities, families and organizations we lead. We are drivers driving those we lead to, you know, certain locations. The companies and institutions we lead are cars with passengers. Now, the question is, are we driving drunk? The drunkenness I'm speaking about here isn't caused by downing too many tequila shots. It is drunkenness caused by the intoxication of power. Just like with alcohol, overconsumption of power leads to drunkenness. A leader who is greedy for power is dangerous. They are like that person who you know, won't leave the bar until they've consumed as much as they possibly can and then want more for the road. Alcohol has its telltale signs, but unlike with alcohol, it's not always easy to notice a leader who's drunk with power. There is no slurred speech and incoherent mumbling or rambling about this or that. Often, he'll be wearing a meticulous, you know, pinstripe suit and well-polished shoes, or perhaps she'll have on a well-fitting skirt with a matching blazer and a pair of pointed stilettos. But you can't be drunk and go completely unnoticed. are a few signs that may give you clues about who's leading under the influence. Number one, power drunk leaders are not easy to talk to. Drunk people are often not easy to talk to and the power drunk leader is much the same. One of the pillars of effective leadership is effective communication and power drunk leaders do not possess nor do they value this essential element. Their drunkenness makes them hearing anybody else almost impossible. They do not seek to connect or build rapport with those they lead. They desire only to control and manipulate them. They love hearing the sound of their own voice more than hearing the voices of those they lead. They care more about satisfying their own egos than satisfying the needs and wants of those they lead. A power drunk leader sits in his or her ivory tower, away from the reach of those he or she leads. This type of leader is not accessible and a leader who is not accessible becomes detached and ultimately ineffective. There's an African proverb that says, A large chair does not make a king. Close quote. A leader who is content to sit on the big chair of a title without fulfilling the requirements of that title is not a leader. A leader who does not add real value to their title is like one of those stuffed lions you see at the museum. It's got all the outer features of a kingly majestic lion, but there is no real substance. It can't defend the pride when attacks occur. It can't go and hunt when meat is needed. It looks the part, but it can't play the part. Number two, power drunk leaders are feared. Another trait of a power drunk leader is that people fear him or her. Even when they see that the car is traveling at 250 kilometers per hour, they are too afraid to speak to the drug leader, and when the car crashes, everyone is affected. People end up losing their livelihoods and their dignity. The car a leader drives, whether it's a corporate organization or a family, has people in it and the driver's decisions always affect the passengers. The passengers should be able to speak freely to the driver, and they have the right to have the driver hear them. This goes back to the communication issue, and true leaders understand that communication has more to do with listening than speaking. When leaders are better doers than they are listeners, they end up doing a lot of unimportant and unnecessary things. When you study dictators like Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, or Idi Amin, you'll notice that fear was a central element in their leadership. Those they lead did not have the freedom to approach them with ideas and suggestions. They had to walk on eggshells and assume extreme subservience when interacting with them. There are many modern Hitlers, Mussolinis, and Amins in our society today. They too are feared and unapproachable. They lead with a my way or the highway attitude, and instead of inspiring those they lead, they psychologically suppress and oppress them and cause them to shrink and diminish rather than shine into their greatness. Number three. Power drunk leaders easily lose their way. Another thing about drunk drivers is that it's easy for them to lose their way. A drunk driver may have a decent idea of where they want to drive the car to, but their drunkenness blurs their vision and it clouds their judgment. They can take a wrong turn that leads the car and everybody in it to an undesirable destination. Power drunk leaders are often so concerned with holding tightly onto their power and position then they lose sight of the purpose of the journey. Their power drunkenness causes them to forget what the original mandate of their leadership is. They focus on personal ambition and forget about their collective vision. Rather than serving, they demand to be served. It is wrong and misguided focus that robs these leaders of their true north, causing them to lose their way. It causes them to lose their influence and it causes them to lose the respect and admiration of society. Eventually, they lose impact and ultimately, their names become tainted and they lose their legacy. They become known not as great pioneers who persevered on the leadership path, but rather as those who fail and fail to rise from their fall on their leadership journey. Number four, power drunk leaders have a low sense of morality. Another thing about a drunken person is that they can't walk straight. This speaks to issues of ethical practices. Leaders who are drunk with power seldom follow moral codes of ethics. They are willing to cut corners or or bribe or sleep with the right person in order to reach a particular objective. Drunkenness has a funny ability to loosen up a person's morals. To ask such a leader to walk in a straight manner is like asking a man who has downed a bottle of whiskey. To walk along a straight line without staggering or falling. It is highly unlikely to happen. All their financial scandals, their sex scandals, their abuses in different forms can be traced back to power drunkenness. It is leaders who were so absorbed by power that they believed they were beyond reproach. Their drunkenness caused them to believe they could do whatever they wanted to do and wouldn't have to answer for their actions such is power when it overpowers the one holding it power can be addictive like alcohol power has addictive attributes and an addict always wants more and more power drunk leaders want absolute control they do not want to share it they might let someone else have a sip here and there but they'll make sure that everyone at the table knows that the drink belongs to them it is theirs and theirs alone. But as leaders, we are not called to hold all power. We are called to empower. Addiction of every and any form is unhealthy because it seizes the psyche of the addict and it arrests their ability to control themselves. Leaders who refuse to let go of power and control in order to empower others need to be admitted to rehabilitation centers. They are power junkies addicted to a deadly substance. If you always need to be in the driver's seat in order for the car to move forward, then your leadership is extremely flawed. One of the pieces of evidence of effective leadership is how your people perform when you are absent. If your absence causes chaos and regression, then you haven't done a great job as a leader. You haven't empowered them enough. Imagine that you are driving and you are taking on an extremely long journey. Along the way, you get exhausted and can't continue driving. You must ask yourself who else in the car would be able to competently occupy the driver's seat and take hold of the steering wheel. Who has been prepared for such a moment as this? It's too late to prepare when the need arises. The person or people must have been prepared way in advance. Whom have you identified to take over from you? Or are you so consumed with power that you haven't even thought about succession. Your leadership vision and mission must be so great that it outlives you. It must necessitate that you empower and train up others to continue carrying the torch and to take hold of the battle. So, what is needed? Sober minded leadership is needed. Leadership that thirsts not for power but rather thirsts to make a positive impact on company culture. Leadership that thirsts to empower and raise other leaders. Leadership that thirsts to change communities for the better. Leadership that thirsts to have a worthwhile legacy that will be of great benefit even long after they've left the company, the community, and the world. That's the kind of leadership we can say cheers to. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Leading with Confidence. Thank you for tuning in. Cheers.